Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 172. It's now been five years, one month, and one day since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And preferably I sit and think and talk about my feelings on top of my favorite mountain, on my favorite bench at the next to upper top Zen spot. And guess what? That's where I am. And I'm thoroughly enjoying listening to my favorite Tibetan singing bowls. Here's a taste. You've been listening to Radio Zen, up at the next top upper Zen spot. We bring you the beautiful singing sounds of the Tibetan singing bowls with the third eye chakra in mind. Let it fill your heart, your soul, your life with love and gratitude and joy for every moment. There you go. You never know what's going to happen when you're listening to music and feeling alive in nature. I was inspired to give you a taste of my spa voice. <laughs> but I really do love this music. In fact, those of you that follow me on Instagram or on Facebook might have seen a video that I posted the other day of my walk through Descanso Gardens in the rain. It was wonderful. I love that little video. In fact, I put a link to it on today's show notes, compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash DAY172 if you want to check it out. And during that walk, in the rain. It was just so peaceful and beautiful and it reminded me so much of where I grew up in Tacoma. It was fantastic and I was listening through my entire walk to these soundscapes, kind of a, a sound healing method that's made up of Tibetan singing bowls that are hit at different frequencies to help you relax, to help you feel calm, peaceful, one with your environment. And I have used these a lot with my sleep issues to help me fall asleep when I wake up in the middle of the night or just to help me calm down, especially if I've been berating myself over and over again over some mistake, real or imagined. This is some of the meditations that have really given me peace and done me some good. And as I was walking around at Descanso Garden, I was truly, truly, truly hoping to go to the dry riverbed where I used to do the show way back when, over five years ago when the show started. I used to go to this little bench kind of out of the way, out of the main path by this dry riverbed. And you would see probably in the first year, maybe 25% or a third of the shows are done from there. And I thought, well, that would be kind of cool serendipity. It's raining, so not many people will be there. Chances are really, really good that I'm going to be able to sit down at that bench and record a little show for you and maybe share my love of these Tibetan singing bowls, you know, tell you about it. Give a little pitch again to Insight Timer where I discovered Jonathan Adams, also known as the Sonic Yogi, who does these soundscapes and sound healing things for meditation. And I go there. Number one, there was already a lady there sitting on the little wall that's near that riverbed. And 
just me walking to the path scared her so much because she was in her thoughts and she was like, whoa, I thought it was a mountain lion. I felt so badly. I apologized. But then I noticed BC's that that bench that I used to record from is no longer there. So I thought, okay, um, I shall be in the moment and progress and find another bench to share these thoughts about my singing bells and meditation with you. So I go down to another little path that I like and found a beautiful little bench a little bit away from the duck pond. And I thought, this will be great. Even though it was kind of rainy and drizzly, I had my Seattle raincoat with me. So I just kind of put it on the bench, huddled down, got my recorder out, got ready to record, realized I left my microphone at home. No! I guess the universe was letting me feel peace knowing that my plans for that particular moment were not going to come to fruition. And how many times have my plans not come to fruition? Well, lots of them. In fact, almost one year ago for my 59th birthday, Mark and I had trained and trained and trained and trained and trained to ride our bikes in the Solvang half century. And we were so close to doing it, so close. We'd put in so many miles when Mark threw out his back and it was physically impossible. And then the heavens came down and poured down rain in that area of the country like you could not believe. And people were actually getting stuck up in that Salvang area. So we made the decision to bag it, to not go. We went instead down to Burbank and just spent the night down there, went to a movie, had dinner with my friend, and we had a great time. Was I happy that my heartfelt goal of writing that half century for my last 50th birthday didn't come to pass? No, it was devastating and it was kind of crushing. But what made me proud about it then is that it didn't ruin my birthday. It was disappointing. It wasn't what I would have chosen. But I enjoyed that birthday nonetheless. And in fact, if you go back to show 159, at the end of it, you'll hear a bevy of greetings from my voice actor friends and all these different voices. That was such an unexpected surprise. I love that show. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to show 159 about my 59th birthday, which means coming up is my first dabble into my sixth decade of life. <laughs> yes, the big six zero is coming true for me in a week. In a week, I shall be staring at that six at the front of my age number. And it's so odd and it's so meaningful because 60 was the first birthday that Mark met my mother. Mark and I traveled to Reno where she was whooping it up with my Uncle Harold and my Aunt Laura and my dad. And we had a really good time. And it just feels so odd to think that I am now the age that she was because I remember how I felt like such a young thing and she seems so old to me. Well, all you young things in your 30s out there. 50 doesn't feel that old and I guess 60 won't feel as old once you are knocking at that door either. So Mark and I have plans to go together to a place we've not been before but near to our home 
and to relax and recoup and just sort of enjoy the day and take stock of all of our blessings and just to breathe and enjoy ourselves. And I'll tell you more about that birthday when we return from it. But for now, I just wanted you to know that I was super inspired by my descanso walk and by my Tibetan singing bowls to see if I could get up the mountain, if my feet would stand it, if my back would stand it, if my cardio would stand it, if my soul would stand it, could I actually make it up the mountain to do a bonus episode today? And yes, right now I'm up the mountain. Now getting down, we'll see how that goes. But I have every confidence that if I could make it up the mountain, I can also make it down the mountain. I'll just take my time and enjoy being in the moment which is the other thing that's kind of on my heart today. Being really in the moment. I know that you've heard it. I know that I've heard it. I've meditated for a while now. I've done yoga for a long time. And there's a lot of practices, whether in prayer or just in meditation or advice for living your best life, that you're supposed to be in the moment, that the moment before is the past and you can't change it. The moment to come is not yet here and there's no guarantees that you're gonna get that one. All you've got 100% sure is this moment that we are experiencing together right now. Right now we have this moment and what will we do with it? So I noticed that a lot of times when I'm hiking up the mountain, especially to record, Sometimes I'm listening to other podcasts. Sometimes I'm listening to music. But a lot of times I'm letting the scenery pass by, like driving a car on autopilot. I'm hiking on autopilot. Here I am on one of the most beautiful mountains in the world. And there's all kinds of amazing insect life and amphibian life and little bunnies and because of the rains, flowers blooming and smells from the various sages and things here on this mountain. And yet I'm thinking about what will I say to the BCs? What should I say today? What might I do? How do I feel? What will I have for lunch? Am I hungry? Did I do my laundry? What else do I have to do? Did I pay that electric bill? (laughs) Does this sound familiar? My mind is letting this stream of consciousness of things I should do or things I might have done or regrets or worrying about what's going to happen in the future flood me. And I find that I'm turning from my outward experience to this inner, almost movie theater of crap or randomness that are just flowing away. And I find that if that happens to me, then I'm letting my life slip through my fingers. Each precious moment of life where I'm not paying attention is slipping through my fingers. And I think that relates back to my experience with intuitive eating and trying to have a different relationship with food. If I'm tasting my food, really tasting it in that moment, I'm experiencing everything that food has to offer from its textures, from the flavors, from the temperature of it, how it feels on my tongue, how it feels going down my throat. How does it feel in my stomach? How is that food impacting me? Does it feel good to my body? Because I've noticed if I'm paying attention that my body actually gives me some pretty good signals fairly quickly about does this food agree with me or not? 
Is it too fibrous for how my digestion's going right now? Is it too sweet? Is it making me feel hyper? Does it really not taste that good? Is it too salty? Is it not, you know, does it not feel good? If I pay attention, I can get some of those clues and strive to make sure that my meals, when possible, include foods that make me feel good, both in my spirit and the taste of it and in my body. Because what good is finding something totally delicious and yet it causes you stomach distress or makes you feel bloated or uncomfortable? You know, I I noticed that a lot with binge eating, of course. Binge eating, we're eating way more than we need or want. And we do that to turn our minds off and to avoid feelings and to deal with emotions in a way that may not be the most productive, but certainly seems to work at the time. And we wake up from that binge with overfull stomachs and guts and just, it can be a terrible burden to bear until that works its way through our bodies. And I knew that, so it's kind of the macro level, right? The big picture, yes, binging can cause discomfort. Binging can make me not feel my best self. Binging can make me not live my best life for sure. But how about the tastes of things that really don't taste good? How about eating a sandwich just because it's there, but the bread was stale or not your favorite or whatever? Maybe you are gluten sensitive and you just ate the bread because it's there and that causes you some distress later. For me, I seafood, much as I try to cook it well and find the freshest fish in the world, I just, my body will not tolerate it. So that is just something that I need to accept. All that we experience in life, whether it's what we listen to, what we hear, what we take in, that also impacts us in our soul, in our heart, in our mind. If we listen to negative stuff continuously, if we continually search out Facebook feeds and compare ourselves to our thinner, more successful friends, that puts a negative spin in our hearts and minds and it makes our bodies feel constricted and not happy. Whereas if we spend some time with our families, or with friends who we love, or doing something that we love, and we take the time to appreciate that, that fills us, that fills us with spiritual nutrition, it fills us with heart nutrition, it makes us feel alive and full of possibilities. Honestly, that is the biggest thing that I have discovered recently is am I starving myself? Am I giving myself nutrition that fills my soul in every way? Is the choice I'm making to procrastinate making my soul expand and feel better? Or is it making me have another little worry to go on that autopilot of baloney (laughs) that I might see later on? Is letting a day go by without expressing love to someone I thought about helping me or would actually sending the email or making the call or posting an encouraging message to that person helping them and me to feel the connection that we all have like I know BCs even though I'm sitting here on the bench at the next to top zen spot I feel you I feel our connection 
I know some of you have come and some of you have gone, but those that are hearing me now, I can feel that and it brings my heart such joy. I hope this has been an encouragement to you. This is my version of singing a song of love for you here on the mountain. Today I walk the mountain top. I let my heart be full of love. I sat and sang whatever would come without worry of being on key. Cause if I wait to be on key, I'll never sing. And today my heart was singing. Who knows the next sunny day will come or what the rain is bringing. I love to sing on a mountain top. I love to send the notes forth. I hope you hear it with joy and love because it comes from a place of love. So BCs, until next time, I'm going to leave you with a very, very special gift. I reached out to Jonathan, the Sonic Yogi, and he agreed to let me provide you the entire meditation songscape of the Tibetan singing bowls for your third eye chakra that I've been listening to here today and that I listen to at Descanso. But here's my disclaimer, warning, 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 BCs. This is very relaxing. It's fantastic for meditating. It's fantastic for when you want to sleep at night. It's fantastic for walking up a mountain and to focus on what you love. It's not so good for heavy machinery or for driving or for things like that. So if you're listening to this podcast right now in your car, let's take a minute to stop this podcast, go to a different channel, find something else to listen to, and just scroll to the last 27 minutes of the show and you have a better time to listen to this wonderful gift given to you by Jonathan, the Sonic Yogi, and me. And I'll provide links to Jonathan's website where you can find free downloads for yourself. And I hope that you will enjoy it. And I hope if you do that, you'll take the time to tell him thank you in some way, either on Insight Timer where you can find him or on his website. So for now, until next time, take care because I really, 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 in this moment, care. Now switch channels if you're driving. Otherwise, three, two, one. Here come the Tibetan singing bowls.
Thank you.